Shut up and sit down. That sound could mean only one thing. More. Because it's the Utah Podcast. Is it? <laughs> was the last time I checked. At what point do we stop being the new Utah podcast and we become the old fucking Utah Never. podcast? It's always new. We always have new things to talk about. That's true. And they're all Utah-centric. That they is they true. all form. You know, I mean, I, I was thinking we could always get a new intro song if we wanted Working to. on it. Oh. Yeah. Getting a custom one done. Maybe. That would be awesome. I know some people. I'm not a huge fan. I know some good artists that of our song. Like that for us. Yeah, I don't like You don't it. like our Wiki Wiki song? No. Uh, that someone that listens to the show, Wiki. They need Wiki, to be. Wiki. I like how we're both like we're having two conversations at the same time. It is, and our uh, our listeners fucking hate it right now. I guarantee you, <laughs> it is episode thirty five. Um, I can't we, believe it. Thirty five. We are. Uh, that's awesome. We're all, we're older than you, babe. One, two, three, four. We're four. No, we're not. Oh, that's right. You're five. Never mind. We. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm older than that, but dear. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're not. You suck at math. Get your fucking calculator out. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so we, uh, I don't know how old I am. She might be right, actually. You're right. I mean, I'm right. You're wrong. Uh, It's 2016, 2017. No, you're right. Ha! Fuck you! Math genius, dude. Wow. Don't Sorry. Sorry, I apologize, people. Yeah, you should, because you just fucking blew all our eardrums out. It's very, very rare. Anyway, episode 35. Um, I'm your host, Chris, uh, who is the youngin'. Am I younger than you two? Barely. I don't know. We'll have to compare notes. Aw, little baby Chrissy. Yeah, shut up, old ass woman. Barely. Oh, Jeremy's that old, uh, that yeah, old woman true. that you just heard is my lovely wife, Bree. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you. It's way worse being called old than it is to be called a baby. It's all right. You have a girl Jeremy's still the oldest. He will always be older than me. That's true. Always. I married up. So I married up. I got a a daughter in college. I got another daughter that's about to finish high school in a year. Uh, And then- And a wife that's about ready to go into the grave, apparently. No more fucking (laughs) kids. No more kids. I can't wait for them to be out of the house. I think it's going to take a while. That is not true. I will miss them, but I I won't miss them. Like, when when Shawnee is... Oh, Cassie's away at college, so our house gets less destroyed there. But when Shawnee is gone, like, she she still goes to her dad's on the weekend, and uh, the house stays immaculately clean, even though we still use it. It stays nice and clean. We actually use more of it because I'm more willing to come downstairs when my children aren't using the space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm that way with my roommates, too. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like that. So like, when the kids move out, the new Utah podcast studio gets to grow? Uh, maybe before that. I'm actually, I've told, told you guys we're, we're talking about uh, doing something with a room next to us here that's a little bit bigger. Sweet. Um, I would love it just because... I don't really like having convert my office into our studio all the time. And when we have our guests, it does get a tad clamped. I mean, it's fine for the four of us in here. I think it works out well, but it is really a pain in the ass to convert this thing every week. Especially um, if you're doing testing or anything. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Jeremy. Hello. Uh, he is actually the old one. 
He is gray as gray gets in the beard. It's true. He is just a pepper. Yeah, it's just really. His his beautiful, loving, flowing locks are still (laughs) brown. They're intact. Just for men. Not algae. Just for. Look at this crazy shit. Well, you listeners can't see it, but look at this crazy, crazy gray when I do this. Look at that. I can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it in the slide very well. So, actually, I don't think Jeremy would use just for men. He would probably fucking go grind dog shit in his backyard into some sort of hair dye. Grind dog shit. I don't know what else what he would do. I think Heather might object to that. He might find, he might get rat poop out of the farmer, out of Farmer Luke's fields. (laughs) Do it with beets or something. There's ways. Yeah. Do you grow beets? I don't think he gives a shit. (laughs) Have you ever grown beets? Absolutely, every year. Do you grow potatoes? Absolutely, every year. Really? I bought. Oh them. yeah, you're right. You bottled them and gave them. Yeah, I'm gonna chance. die. Remember? Uh, yeah, that's right. From uh, from algae potatoes, uh, <laughs> and and the person that is gonna die from algae potatoes still not getting any porno. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with our listeners. Um, if you go to drag brunch, please, 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 someone that goes to drag brunch, Harriet. You that was last week. So next month. Yeah, but there, it'll, there'll be another. It doesn't one. matter. There's what? always a drag brunch coming up. Yeah. Next next month. Harriet, get Jess a porno mag. <laughs> I, I just want right someone to do it. And you are the most. Why don't you guys to do it? You're the it. ones that are around all the time. Because I don't really want to go waste money on a porno well, mag. I want someone don't else to tell do you it. that nobody else is going to. I got the internet. Give Porn it is up. Free. Porn Maybe is you should just print out Tumblr a bunch is of pages free. for Print's her. <laughs> Tumblr. That's that's uh, basically all Tumblr's used for these days is porn. Just. Find some on free online porn and print the pages. Uh, you know what I'll do is her. I'll just do a screencast and I'll uh, I'll get on chat roulette. Spend like five minutes clicking through dicks and I don't even know what that is. It's oh. a bunch of dicks. Chat roulette. It's pretty much a bunch of dudes. How you know that? With their webcams on, with their dicks in their hands, waiting for someone that wants to look at that. I guess. I don't understand why. There's a little something for everybody. Like out there. it's like it there just is. randomly pulls well, up, and that's what you see. It was There's created. No yeah, chat roulette was created as a way to just randomly meet people on the internet. So you go spin the wheel, bam! Here's a person with a webcam that I can talk to. Uh, the problem was it ended up being a bunch of dudes jerking off in their webcams because you know girls think that's hot when they see a guy's dick just going to town, <laughs> flogging Molly. <laughs> Really? (laughs) That's where their fucking name comes from. I feel like that there are people that probably do like that. Oh, I'm I'm sure sure there are. But I just don't think it's as many as people like the guys. I don't. But if you ever notice on a lot of these things, it's mostly guys and very little women. Like women free on this site. Well, because they're trying to get chicks on there because it's just all dudes looking for women to flash them. Oh, yeah. What site was it that uh, that they busted all the user profiles out for? Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. And it was like, what, 80% dudes or something? Uh, I'm pretty sure I dated somebody that was on that website. So, I mean, like we were friends and he was on that website. You said dated first. I'm going to go with your... So you I were, like that one. <laughs> I like that better. I'm going with that. You, you can't be like... Dude I actually dated Well, it was from after we well, stopped no, dating. Oh, he was my friend. No, it was after we stopped dating. It was like, like a year and a half. You're not a homewrecker, Jess. He's the homewrecker. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wreck a home that's already wrecked, my friend. That is true. That is true. Uh, so, um... <laughs> yeah, so... 
Events? Speaking of wrecking homes, what's going on this weekend? Well, I don't know. Yes. Nobody introduced anybody. So just Chris and Jeremy are here. Are you so. fucking listening to the show? I introduced you first, and then I introduced Jeremy, and then I introduced you Jess. You didn't actually introduce mm. Jess. I did. No, you didn't. I said people need to bring her porno mags. That's not introducing it her. It is. Her name is. I said her. Here, I said Jess like 15 fucking times. Jessica, All events right, mistress with some events. Jessica Rabbit. So this week is the Chinese Lunar New Year, which is really exciting. This year, the rooster. The rooster (gasps) is drag dinner this month. No, so they're not doing one because they're changing uh, the scheduling. um, So they're not so. So they're not. That would have normally been this Friday. Yeah, so they're not so close together. They're spreading them out. Anyway, so only brunch was this month. Was last week. So. Anyways, Can't there's plenty. <gasps> Are we going? With should we take Rick and Kelly to drag brunch? Can we no. still get? That would not go over well. Okay, never mind. Go we'll to heaven spoke. I already told you that. Okay, well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about brunch later today. Actually, okay. so. Um, so Chinese New Year, there's plenty going around on um, both Friday and Saturday, mostly Saturday. Uh, downtown on State Street, about 33rd South, there's the new Chinatown complex, and they are having a festival at 4.30. Um, up and down the valley, uh, you can find different events. Go to an actual Chinese restaurant. Don't go to Panda Express with as much of a Chinese <laughs> background as it has. And I used to, ma- and, and no joke, I used to manage for them for two and a half years. They are created by Chinese people, so it's you know, it's legit, but they have to change the flavors for America because Americans no, wouldn't un- wouldn't eat what is normally served go in get China. Some, go so get some so the black dim squid, sum. the squidding soup. Yeah, oh. so there uh, there are plenty of restaurants around Utah that will be having celebrations. A lot are going to be taking reservations. They're going to be sold out. If you go in with an go. Asian, you'll get a better menu. <laughs> yes. With, with oh, her carry. Didn't you say before that if you go earlier, it's a little bit Yeah, better. so the Hot Dynasty that is at the Chinatown on State Street is so good. Uh, I went there last year for Chinese New Year and had the best bowl of soup. It was pretty much as bigger than my head. Um, <laughs> and we, we had reservations, but we went so early that there was nobody there yet. And they said that all the parties started later. So, I mean, go out. Go, go to, go, the go to a legitimate place. So, um, it's also the last, uh, week of Sundance, which we talked about last week. So. Yeah. If you want to know more about Sundance and you haven't listened to episode 34, go back yeah. and listen to it. Yeah. It's a podcast. Go to sundance.org. You can find it's magical. If you're there. in Stitcher, just tap on episodes, tap yeah. on the one before this one and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, if you're in iTunes, just tap on episodes and tap on the one. I don't know how it works. In or iTunes. if you're the old people, you can watch us. You on should know TV. now that you have an iPhone. You or, or look on our Facebook and click on the fucking link from last week. It's pretty easy. It is easy. All right. What's next? Okay. Easy. Um, also, <laughs> so this Apparently is Jess pretty is. fun. Ashley Madison. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chess, you have my permission to just do you reach want to do the rest there? of the events because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> just beat him. Um, so, what was it two weeks ago that we talked about the LARPing combat practice? Yes. yes. So yes. this Missile. week on the twenty seventh, um, <laughs> at Castle of Chaos, they're doing the two thousand and seventeen Mythic Realms Winterfest, cool. and it's done by the Mythic Realms LARP organization here in Utah. 
So that should be fun. It seemed like a cool event. You can find that on Facebook. At the haunted house or just? Yeah, I guess they're using that. No, they're doing their, it said at Castle of Chaos. So I assume they're using that space. Um, if your kids are tired of being cooped up and you want to get them out of the house on Saturday at Thanksgiving point is a superhero Saturday. They just have a cool. bunch of events. It's $6 if you buy ahead. It's $8 if you buy there. It starts at 10. Um, another, are there any gun shows? No gun shows. <laughs> well, actually, so there's this billboard that's down by Thanksgiving point, like oh, right before God. Thanksgiving point, and it's upside down, and I can't quite catch it every time I drive because it's on the opposite side of the road, and it's for a gun show. It is legitimately for a gun show and i don't know if it's upside down on purpose or if it was <laughs> an accident so put it up there and hasn't seen it yet How long yeah has it been like it's that? probably a cub probably a month or so, so i would maybe say on purpose. that's gotta be on purpose i don't know but you can't read it long. like normally because the font that they use is so small at the bottom so anyways um another cool event um you guys talk about comic con and artist alley a lot um, we have a really cool local artist who I've purchased from named Chris Bodily. And he is doing a, uh, with Desiree Lee, um, like a, a, a class, like a, a pen, pen drawing class. And it's for all skill levels. And they're doing that on Saturday. Uh, the 28th from 11 to 3. And you can get that information from downtownartistcollective.org. And uh, it's just a cool opportunity to just spend some time with some local artists and work on your own art. That's cool. cool. And one other thing going on this week, uh, starting um, really last night or yesterday, uh, the week of the 24th. So all this week, go to Amazon.com. And uh, our guest that we spoke to last week, David Wells, uh, his book is available. On West. I said West, right? <laughs> yeah. David West. Remember that rewind uh, thing? His, his <laughs> that little 30-second thing on Stitcher. You just go back and you just listen to Chris say. Well, this is unedited right now, so we'll see, <laughs> we'll see if I leave that in. Uh, his book, Scavengers, is on sale for 99 cents this week. Support him. He's cool. Even if you nice don't guy. fucking care about Western horror. Try it. This try is a it. good. It's not Western to horror, try. but though, it's really it? cool because I mean he's taking local historical figures and Porter Rockwell, yeah, yeah. and and, and a giving Tarantino them a new life. Spend yeah. ninety nine cents, you cheap asses, and try a new genre. <laughs> yeah, try it. Read that's it. even less than a cup of coffee at McDonald's. It's true. There's and a probably f- that's what, a full what fucking else dollar. Can you do I don't think you can do anything else for ninety. Like because because reading is an activity uh, in my book. I can watch <laughs> porn for cheaper than ninety nine cents for free. That's about it. You could go to Nickelcade. No. I have just rolled. Entrance into Nickelcade is like 250 Oh. I just rolled my eyes so hard. I think, I, I think it is high five. Yeah. <laughs> 99 cents does not get you much these days. You can't even get a fucking candy bar at the store for 99 cents anymore. You can't if you go to the dollar store. Yeah, that's true. Sort of. Except for tax. How much are they there? Dollar six. They're a dollar, dumbass. <laughs> I went to the dollar store with my mom once, like the first time that we ever went, and they first started coming here like years and years ago. This is the same and woman that kept broke saying, the internet. And my mom she, kept she deleted saying, it. I wonder how much this is. <laughs> like legit at the dollar store. That's awesome. It's like the one <laughs> time that 
I asked my friend for a quarter and she said that she had 25 cents. <laughs> 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 and that was legitimate, by the way. That wasn't her being funny. I, I feel <laughs> so bad about little kids because I think it takes them a long time to figure out that a quarter isn't called a quarter because it's 25. It's called a quarter because it's a quarter of a dollar. Like, it took my kids forever to, to like kind of get through that whole, no, a quarter is 25. They are just for a long time when they were first learning that. Oh, maybe my kids are dumb. So we are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some kids are. We are having good times in Utah economically right now, guys. Um, Utah is actually at a 10 year low in foreclosures, which is good Woo-hoo. for my industry. That is fantastic. Well, and, uh, and not even that, but how, how it's a buyer's market right now. Like houses are turning quickly. My neighbors put their house up for sale and it's already under contract a, after a week and a half. That's a seller's market, my dear. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> my head's a little cloudy right yeah. now. But yeah, it is a seller's market. Um, I'm pretty stoked because our home value is going up, 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 which is good because it was not so good, you know, a few years back. Um, it's, it's really good. And the fact that, the fact that foreclosures are down is a very good thing. And this is all in the wake of new regulations on lending. So it's, it's not all necessarily bad lending that's leading to this, uh, which is really good. It just means our economy is doing very well. Um, which is another good reason to live in Utah because we didn't fall as far. So we, we didn't come back up a yeah, little faster. We didn't climb quite as high, but we didn't fall quite as far. Uh, so that, I, like I mean, watch, that's, Jeremy. So that's really good. And, and, you know, hopefully <laughs> that's the case here that we don't overinflate again. Um, I do worry though. Um, well, I worry you know, according to this article that you're kind of sh- talking about because they're talking about taking away some of those and, and opening up some of those laws a little bit more. Yeah. So one of the things that, that Trump has said, um, in his campaign was that uh, he was going to try and remove some of those regulations that got slapped down in in the wake of the housing crisis um, to allow a little bit better lending. Now, look, the restrictions were real. Um, the regulations were real and, and very needed because banks became too open. Um, Do you think he would say that because he has real estate experience like... Yeah, I mean, I think he knows. I think he probably knows a little bit about what he's talking about there. Um, I would say this. I think there are probably regulations that can go. I think it's one of those like hyper overreactions to a serious crisis. Um, and I mean, you saw it like immediately when that stuff happened, like people's credit cards got cut, you know, to nothing. Their, you know, approvals for loans were non-existent for almost a year. Yeah. Well, it was it was a serious crisis, and so it, perhaps there are some regulations that can be scaled back because lenders are still pretty wary of lending. The problem is you can't go carte blanche; you can't go back to the Bush era style of lending. Well, isn't I mean, all this money was being lent, and people were buying more than they can afford, and that's where everything really got messy and that's probably why these regulations got you know put in a place in the you know i just loosening them up i just see that it could create another disaster right. I mean, like I, that I, yeah i mean that's what i my well i think exactly i i think it's it's more to do with uh, for example being self-employed 
if I try to get a home loan, I'm treated like a criminal and I have to provide five years worth of income right. taxes. And, and I get that. Some of that stuff, I think, could be loosened up a little bit. Yeah. And that makes sense, you know. But I agree with, we don't want to go back to where we were. We can't. We, we can't. If we go back to Bush era lending practices, banks will begin to take, because they're not smart enough to not fuck over people. Like, their job is to make as much money as possible for them. Uh, and, you know, foreclosures are bad, but if they can somehow get that foreclosure, uh, you know, threshold into the right spot, they end up fucking people over and making a killing on these properties. Well, and people see beautiful things and, and they don't know how to say, no, I need to live within my means, too. So. Yeah. But the banks said I could afford it. I know that when I make my rent payment, I can only pay this much in my apartment. So that's about how much I could pay for a mortgage. Hmm. But the bank said I could afford way more than that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Dead air. Yeah, I don't know. Pod administrator, you're yeah. stuck. I don't, you guys could fucking talk about something. Um. I talk a lot. Give me a minute to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least she's talking in the microphone. Uh, yeah. yeah it's because you, and I think my level is going to be better, it, too. It makes a difference when you hold it. Yeah. Well, especially because I'm doing a lot of writing and, and stuff as <laughs> well, we go. I'm too short. Like, I don't. Always makes a difference when you hold it. Well, Okay. <laughs> So up for de- no words. So Utah legislative session, uh, it's in session, and one of the bills that's up for debate this session um, is death penalty again. So Stupid death penalty. The state of Utah is again going to begin debating whether or not we should continue with the death penalty. No. Now I thought. Now I thought that they suspended it. Am I wrong? No. Yes. He is wrong. It, was it not, is not suspended. No, it's not. So the thought is there's legislation up for debate to repeal it uh, completely. Um, it it did have a, an attempt last year to but repeal it, the death penalty, but, the but it did fail. Yeah, they refused to vote. Um, right now there are nine people on death row in the state of Utah. Right now the only way you can die in the state of Utah is firing squad. Because Which I think is brutal. So, Lethal. There is firing squad and lethal injection are the two options that Utah offers for um, death penalty. Uh, and right now, we are not able to carry out, we don't have the ability to carry out a lethal injection ex- execution. So it is firing squad. I'm just curious, how are we not able to do it? We just don't have the facility? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's probably something like that. Um, it's not really clear in the article that I, I read. Um but I kind of want to talk about this on a broader level. I know it's not just Utah, but I'm kind of I'm interested to get you all's opinion on the death penalty. You all's y'all's y'all's opinion. Y'all's if I say opinion. y'all, then you guys accuse me of being a fucking redneck. Well, you all is basically <laughs> you just trying to pretend like you're all fancy. You could say it like in New Jersey. Use use use. What's your opinion on the Or you uh, could just penalty. use proper grammar and say, uh, "I would like to know what your opinion is." Grammar Nazis back. <laughs> <laughs> Quit dropping ats at the end you of your sentence. Correct it. Correcting the fucking author in the last episode, and now correcting me. Well, he did say. What did he say? It doesn't matter. 
Don't worry about it. I can't remember. It was funny, though. Uh, it was cute. It does so what do you think matter. about the death penalty? For it? Against it? Against. Circumstantial. Explain. I just, there are so many people that, I mean, there's always going to be a circumstance where there might be somebody that's innocent. But what is the chance of that after court cases and evidence and so on and so forth that, you know, if that person's in there and Jeremy was saying earlier, and I completely agree, we're going to be paying for them to be in prison for how long when, you know, you just brutally murdered 10 people, death penalty. So what do you think, Jeremy? That's definitely a difficult one, and I'm not sure I have a straight answer one way or the other. It's, it is difficult to, to house these people for 30, 40 years. We do it already. Oh, I know. The whole system's got issues. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm for it. I don't know if I'm against it. Three? I, I think the I big picture is something's got to change, though. So. All right, move to Saudi Arabia. See how that <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, let's just start cutting off fucking people's hands who steal shit. That's a good idea. Um, all right. So I'll talk a little bit. I about feel like has crime gone down in states that have the death no, penalty? Absolutely not. Violent crime. Has I feel not gone like down. it doesn't hang over enough people. Like the crimes that that like we only have what did you say nine, nine people? Nine people on death row. We have nine whole people. So let we me, have nine people. They still committed their crime, knowing that we are, their crime would result in the death penalty. We are a fairly good state in terms of crime. We don't have a lot of violent crime. Nine's still a lot for this state. We don't have that many people. We don't have a lot of violent crime. But my point is, is those people still chose to commit their crime. They knew what the what the penalty was, and they still chose to commit it. It didn't stop I don't think them. they thought twice about it, to be honest with you. So let me let me talk about my thoughts on the death I don't penalty. know. When you kill more than one person, I feel like the pe- you don't care about the penalty anymore. I'm sorry. You talk a lot. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like... So like if you're a one-time murderer and you get the death penalty, I feel like maybe that could have that been a deterrent. That doesn't happen. Yeah, but I mean, But I'm saying if. Okay. It doesn't happen. But I'm saying it's a condition of the death penalty. Shut up and listen. I'm saying that could possibly be a deterrent. But if you're a serial killer, it's a compulsive action. It's something normally those people cannot help. They're doing it for some stupid psychological reason or a drug reason or whatever reason. There's something going on in their head that makes them act in this compulsory way. And because they are acting in this compulsory way, it doesn't matter if you tell them that they're going to die if they get caught. They can't help it. They're going to act in this compulsory way. And so shoot them. I just feel like it's not stopping those people who are going to commit those crimes. There's, it's not going to stop a, a serial killer. All right. So I'm going to talk now. It's quiet, of course you are. You, you do have the power to turn her mic off. Not, <laughs> you know that, I'm right? I'm not going to turn her mic off. I got to go sleep in the same bed as her. I don't want to sleep He's on the okay couch. He's okay with telling me to shut up. And that yeah. old but if I actually turn it off, I get off. in trouble. So, uh, All right. So I grew up and I was born in Texas. I lived there about half my young life. And then I moved to Wyoming. Lived there for the other half of my young life. And now you're old. And now I'm older, <laughs> I think for myself. But I, I grew up in two very conservative states. I live in a very conservative state. 
And when I was younger, I was all for the death penalty. Incidentally, I was all for the death penalty when I was a devout Southern Baptist. Um, and part of it was some of the conceptions, so uh, or misconceptions as they were. So you talk about, um, well, you know, there's a huge cost for people on death row. You're absolutely right. There is a humongous cost, a tremendous cost to put someone on death row. That cost is there because when you take someone's life, that's like, that's the ultimate thing. Like, I'm, you're going to die for your actions. Whatever they were, you're going to die for your actions. You have to give that person every single possible chance to prove that they should not die. Whether that's because they've reformed a bit in prison or, you know, they're one of the dozens of people down south, dozens of black people that have died for crimes they were later exonerated from because of DNA evidence, because of technology that didn't exist in a racist area where they were put in prison and convicted and sentenced to death. And now they're not. They've been exonerated. They did not commit the crime that they are. They, they were put to death for. That has happened a lot. Now, the cost to keep someone in jail for life, not on death row, significantly cheaper. You know why? No court costs. Yeah, the court costs go way down because they don't fight it. Yes, they have appeals. Yes, there are appeals that go through. They are up for parole on a regular basis. But they do not have the type of appeals uh, that people on death row, are. they get and they should get. Because they absolutely need to have every opportunity to not be put to death. Um, I think if you do away with the death penalty, the cost of those in, the, uh, of housing those inmates goes down. There's not as much uh, court costs, legal costs. Um, you can sentence them to life without the possibility of parole. <laughs> they will never be a part of society again. But what message does it send to kill someone? What you did was wrong, so we're going to kill you. Killing someone was wrong, and the way we show you that's wrong is by killing you. Like that, to me, as a society, is just not the right way to... And this is my personal people opinion. People who spank their kids they don't the beginning of time. These would cut people's heads off or treason. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. But that's not saying it's appropriate. Didn't mean it was a good idea. I mean, fuck, Cain killed Abel because he didn't like his gift. And then what happened to him? He didn't get sentenced to death. Well, I'm sure in the Bible. like that T-shirt I gave you for your birthday, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just because we've done it in the past doesn't mean it was the right thing to do. Hitler invaded Poland doesn't mean it was a good idea, right? It's it's just because someone's done it, just because we've done it in history doesn't mean we should continue to do it. We only get better by learning from our mistakes by changing those patterns. People don't know how to change. They well, can't change well, in their ex- daily and, life. And so I'm some not people expecting don't. these people to change and that are that that are on death row or that get a life sentence. I don't. So, so there's there's a part of the prison population that truly, honestly, and truly could be rehabilitated if the prison system wasn't a for profit business in a lot of areas. I think people that were in prison could absolutely be rehabilitated. It can happen. I think my brother, who has been in prison three times for different felonies, is on a path of rehabilitation finally. Right? I think there was there was a chance at some point that he could have been on that path much sooner and t- you know and not in his 30s and on that path. But 
that's a different question. The system has other failures beyond that, which is even more reason that the death penalty should not exist. There's still such inequality in sentencing for well, just all look, sorts of things and according to the color of your skin and population. your sex and all of that. I feel like we are taking advantage of the weakest among us how, and killing them. How many how, how many Americans are black or African American? I don't know. They're a minority. Less than half, right? There's only five in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we got like ten. Okay. Um, but how many in the prison system? It's it's an inordinately over what the well population. over seventy yeah. percent, close to eighty percent in the in the prison system. Why is that? Is it because white people are less apt to commit crimes? No. Go fucking down south. Go see what these fucking hillbillies do. <laughs> they're, but it's okay because they're white. But that's that's my point. Like there's 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 things that go on in the justice system that tell me we should not be killing people. Like there's got to be a better way to handle it. And nine people on death row in a state like Utah or, you know, 5,300 in a state like Texas um, who executes someone every other day, it seems like it just doesn't seem, you know, and look, let's, let's be clear. Look at the pictures of the guys on death row in Utah. And I feel bad for the families. All but one of them are white dudes. And but that's because we're in Utah. I feel bad for the, I do feel bad for the families in this particular article. There's a, a woman that talks about one of, one of the people on our death row because he murdered her family. And I, I get it, but that's revenge. But there are, the, there are the, plenty for every one family that says that there's another family that says, I don't want him to die. Right. There's, 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 re- that's revenge. And I mean, a that's not, family. they're not wanting, I mean, if you really get down to brass tacks, my money is on. I want them to pay for what they did. Is taking their life really paying for what they did? Because now they're, I mean, depending on what your belief system, maybe they went to hell. Maybe they're in purgatory. Maybe there's nothingness afterwards. Why don't we make them slaves? Well. Is slavery wrong? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, look, look, if your argument is they should be punished, like, Okay. Why are we killing them? Let's fucking make them a slave. Make them a slave. Give them a shock collar. Give the guy that they, you know, the kids' parents or whatever, give them the button. That's revenge again, though. That's my point. I know. It's absurd. Which is what I think. And I thought our, I mean, and maybe this is idealistic. In fact, it is. But I mean, our our penal system really should be in the business of. Of trying to rehabilitate people, give them their punishment, get it over with, and send them back out into society. But we shoot ourselves in our in our own feet because we send people to jail, we punish them for X amount of years, then we put them back out on the streets and we say, now go find a job and live and don't be a criminal. But... 99% of the people in the country won't hire you because you've been convicted of a felony. And so good luck with that. And don't commit another crime. Oh, you're back. Well, that's your fault. Well, I had to make some money to feed my family and I had to resort. I mean, look at Ant-Man, for God's sake. The man tried to go straight and Baskin Robbins fired him. (laughs) Baskin Robbins always finds out. That's That's right. But you cannot free smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I just, 
I used to I used to think that 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 the death penalty was the way to go. And then Cassie in her theology class, her theology teacher, because Cassie thought that the death penalty was the way to go, made them just go into these things and changed our minds. I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit. I thought it was something worth talking about. Um, be interesting to see if, if they try to repeal it or not. It is always a hot topic when we discuss it. It's a definitely it's a it passionate I, thing. I just, you know, I've read a lot about it. I've done a lot of studies about it. and I, I've done studies personally. I've read a lot you of have not, I was just going to say. I'm glad you, I, was, <laughs> I watched this, The Life of David Gale. Yeah. Does that count? Uh, <laughs> Study? Yeah, I totally does. Making, actually, if you've never seen that. Yeah. That's good. And I have not seen that yet. Cassie's been watching Making a Murder? Yeah. You should watch it. Yeah, I hear it's horribly slanted. It is very slanted. But as most documentaries are. But I, we I need mean, some good news. Yay. So speaking of death. Um, <laughs> and avoiding it. This is actually an interesting speaking story. Speaking of death uh, and avoiding it. So Salt Lake City Man um, was the first in the U.S. to receive a diseased liver to replace his dying liver. So Lorenzo Swank... Um, he uh, he had a failing liver. He had some disease that attacked the valves on his liver. Yeah, so basically he was, you know, uh, given a diagnosis of liver failure, given almost no time to live. Now, in the, you know, 13,000 people get added to a liver transplant waiting list uh, a year. Um, the list is about 17,000 people. Um, only 17,000. Only 7,000 of those actually got a transplant in 2016. So about 1,500 people a year die while waiting for a transplant. Now, he was kind of in an interesting situation. Um, he was basically at the point where he was just going to just die. He was either he was almost too sick, that edge where you're too sick to receive a transplant. So, I mean, he had um, a, a deteriorating patient uh, with fluid. He had yellowness and some markers suggesting cancer. He kind of had a trifecta of death. And the the doctor, Richard Gilroy at uh, Intermountain Medical, who, if you remember, we talked about a few weeks ago, they did the first cool, like, heart, heart. mapping stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Utah's cutting edge in some of this shit. We are the bomb. But he basically said... You got a choice. You can take this liver from this younger patient that uh, died that has hepatitis C. Hep C, which Hep C, for for those of you that don't know, Hep C is actually usually the disease that kills most livers. Why most people end up on a liver transplant list? It's Um, terrible. Yeah. So so he said you can get this liver with Hep C, uh, or you can die. And the guy's like, right, I'll take Hep C. So, um, so they gave him Hep C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's pretty, I mean, it, it's interesting. It's kind of like a new lease on life for the guy. Well, he, and he's cured of the Hep C. He took the, the regimen of drugs required. Yep. Yep. And, and he's cured and he's been hiking. And it actually says that there was another man that actually had the same transplant surgery and is also doing well. So just a really cool kind of uplifting story. Um, again, Salt Lake City man. Um, so Utah cutting edge pioneering in the medical technology and the medical, uh, the medical world. Um, all right. 
We're going to talk about one more thing. Um, we do have an interview uh, today with Truffle Cottage, uh, mm. with the owner of Truffle Cottage, uh, she Jenny. She brought us Hales. caramels. Oh, my God. They're so good. And then <laughs> she saw how <laughs> much I like loved those caramels. And so upon her retreat, she said, please don't make yourself sick <laughs> because she could see that I loved them so much that I was eating tons of them. Uh, so, but I want to spend a little bit of time. So Bree and I, um, you know, every year after, after Christmas is over, meet with uh, her second mom and her husband, just really good friends of Bree's. Uh, and we, we go to brunch. The last couple of years, we've, we've either done a brunch at someone's house or we, we go out to brunch. And so I was asking Jess the other day um, if she knew any good brunch spots. Cause well, because she, Kelly asked me, we could go to Market Street again or somewhere else. And I, I said, Chris, you want to go somewhere else? He's like, I don't know anywhere. And I was like, dude, ask well, Jess. Jess knows brunch. So I know places. Um, so drag brunch is out of the question. Yeah, um, they're not drag brunch people, but, but, uh, you know, I know places that have great brunches. I just don't know. These are a little bit high. I mean, the house in freaking Mill Creek holiday area uh, with a private gate and it's probably a three quarter of a million. I mean, they're, house. they're fucking secondary garage is almost as big as our house. It is bigger than our um, house. So it's, so, so they're, you know, taking them to a place like blue plate. First off, Blue Plate's not really a good place to go if you want to like exchange gifts. Cause, yeah, because we'll have have a you know no real restaurant is a good place to go exchange. We kind of did it at Market Street, pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, but Market Street wasn't bad. Uh, sitting around a little bit bigger table and, and being able to do that stuff, and their brunch is fantastic. Um, we went to the one over in Cottonwood. I was thinking about Porcupine. Um, porcupine, I hear, has a pretty good brunch. But if you can get like against a wall or in a corner or something, so that you're not like disturbing twelve people, you're. But when I'm talking people. about Blue Plate being a bad, the place is really small, and it is elbow to elbow, and let's add some presence to that. Yeah, there's legit no room to do that shit. Plus, there's usually a line, you know, like two blocks long by that time on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so, but I thought it would be a good idea to talk about. Uh, our favorite spots and places we want to go uh, in the valley for brunch that are really good. I want to so, go to all the places that Jess listed. I, I've mentioned Jess has a laundry list of two visits, um, and I've mentioned Blue Plate. I've actually I've I've always loved Blue Plate. I've thought it was was really great. Um, I'm not a brunch guy. I love breakfast, but by the time brunch rolls around, I've already eaten breakfast and I'm ready for lunch. I know that's part of brunch, uh, but. So I don't think of places in terms of, of brunches, and I don't usually go on a Saturday or Sunday out to, to brunch. So You should. That's what I keep hearing. That's why at least <laughs> once a year now. We're, once we're, a year. We're teaching him to go to brunch. So I'm just curious. Have you guys been out to brunch places? What, what's your favorite brunch so place? So my cousin and I used to go like every other week to a different place. We didn't repeat any. And so, that, and we still have a long list of places to go. So, so what's your what's your favorite one that you've ever been to? Um, probably two weekends ago at Tub and Spoke. Actually, um, it was um, it was just really good. I have a lot. I like all of them for different reasons, though. There hasn't really been one that I've been like, meh, except for actually Blue Peep. But I didn't go for your brunch. We just went after. Pride and I had eggs Benedict because that's what I order 
at every place because I want to find the best in Salt Lake. <laughs> like, so. uh, I eat eggs Benedict everywhere. <laughs> I don't really yeah, know if their brunch is good, just their eggs Benedict. Just the eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> you know, eggs Benedict is a. I really like eggs Benedict, like a traditional eggs Benedict with the ham and the. Uh, the the trick is the sauce, the hollandaise sauce. Well, and you can't make huge batches of it, and it be good. Let me. So, Hub and Spoke have two different eggs Benedict, the regular traditional one, and then they have one that has like flaked crab over mm. corn fritters instead of like corn fritter pancakes instead of muffins. instead of English muffins. It's pretty much amazing, mm. and they have boozy shakes too. My friend had one. Maybe. And good coffee, because they get coffee from La Barba. Do they do chicken and waffles there? No. Um, my favorite chicken and waffles is probably uh, peanut jelly jar, because I like their breading. I've been to, I've only been to peanut jelly jar once, and I was not a fan. I had their fish and chips. Why? Was it too greasy? or? It was like a basket of grease with some fish. <laughs> Pretty particular about my fish and chips. I like nice. I'm trauma. I don't ever eat fish and chips after being in Scotland. <laughs> I like well, a nice say, light breading, very little grease. I like it to be crunchy. Didn't you say your fish and chips in Scotland was, was gross? Yeah, not it was bacon. Horrible. It was not what you were hoping for. It was horrible. So, uh, so you know, I I like blue plate. Um, What's another really good brunch place that I've been to? I mean, Market Street was fantastic. It's really, really good. And it's like... <laughs> their mimosas are really Especially good. when they were doing their... I think last time we went was like their crab thing. They were doing like their crab fest. And so they had like a crab stuffed omelet that was freaking Yum. huge and full of this yeah, delicious it was, crab. It was but if you're doing brunch, like don't go to... I mean, Blackbird Diner is delicious. Don't get me wrong. I love their chicken and waffles. Don't go there. Don't go to Original Pancake House. We have so many local restaurants yeah, that serve yeah. brunch. Well, isn't a, isn't Original Pancake House uh, a local place? No. The as one far on as like I know, 17th it's not. or whatever right by the college there? The one that says the Original Pancake so House we have, has a little dancing <laughs> pancake guy. So we have Penny Ann's Diner. Which has amazing coffee. Um, we have Jim's, actually, which is a local place. I know it's like kind of a franchise, but it's all... But local it's not families, a brunch place. and it's not really a franchise. It's, it's like just religion. A, uh, kind of, kind but of. They're owned by some Greek dudes. Yeah, they're owned by a bunch of Greek dudes. Really good food. Um, not quite village esque. Very diner esque. Yeah, very diner esque. Um, like big got, huge steaks for their steak and eggs. Uh, who else? Left Fork Grill's pretty good. Um, very dinery. Um. Ann's isn't it? Ann? No, it's, it's Ruth's. Ruth's Diner. Uh, it's pretty good. It's just a there. Utah staple for any mill, really. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go, it's Immigration Canyon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hear that some of the resorts they do really good brunches too. Oh yeah, like I hear. Snowbird. Is it Little America or Grand America that does the brunch on Sunday that's really good that everyone seems? Well, they to both like. do a brunch. Yeah, they both do uh, like a it breakfast buffet. It kind of depends buffet. on what you want. Um, Little America tends to be more. Of a traditional, like, American brunch that's not super fancy stuff. Um, Grand America, because they're grand, I guess. <laughs> they tended to throw in the more, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily non-traditional, but just the fans, just they yeah. just tend to be a little fancy. I guess those aren't really small local places. <laughs> yeah, no. I just know they do a, a brunch. That's um, actually, I've heard, very, very decent. Who else does good 
good breakfast locally, like good diner. You know who's a really good diner in Murray? And I don't know if they do, how long they do breakfast for. T. Rose Diner. Yes. Um, if you want, yeah, if you want something like that, actually Charbar on 7200 South, just right oh, yeah. um, west of State Street has an awesome brunch. So good. Hmm. Might have to try that. Yeah, it's amazing. Delicious. Well, I think... Uh, Wait, we didn't, you didn't ask Jeremy why his well, brunch As far as brunch goes, I'm the same way as Chris. By brunch time, I've already had breakfast. And you I'm stupid morning people. Looking for lunch. Yeah. Well, we I always thought lunch. you were my friend in the night, but I don't know. If you're eating breakfast, that means you're getting up. Well, do you have a favorite <laughs> breakfast location to eat at? <laughs> oh, you know, Verges is also... I love Verges. <laughs> it's great stuff. Uh, and they're, they're a Utah, local Utah thing as well. I like so. Fiddler's Elbow. Food. I know they're not a, they're not a they're not a breakfast place, but Fiddler's Elbow is one of my favorite kind of little local places. That's not breakfast. Not at all. I know I, I they don't serve breakfast at all. We're specific. <laughs> we will talk about dinner locations and bars at a different point. Um, Whiskey Street, Bourbon House, both have brunches. Lucky 13 has a brunch. Um, I'm, the list is so long. All right. This week's guest, we have Miss Jenny Hales, the owner and magical chocolate creator at the Truffle Cottage. How are you, Jenny? I am great. How are you? You're awesome. We're glad to have you. <laughs> you know, I got to say, for anyone that has not seen the Truffle Cottage, I know you're just listening to things. Just go to their website. <laughs> we know you're sitting at work doing nothing anyway. Um, it's probably not going to pop up as a porn site or anything like that, so you're fine in, in terms of <laughs> corporate <laughs> policies. But uh, you can actually see, because to talk about what what you guys do at the Truffle Cottage, Jenny, is not giving it enough service. Really, you have to see this stuff. Um, it is absolutely stunning every time I see it. You know, whether it's, you know, from your site or it's at a convention that I see you guys at or a farmer's market, it's always absolutely beautiful stuff. Thank you. Thank you. It's we, so fun. We like to play with our food. <laughs> Why is that not on your website? <laughs> we do tell people that. We like to play with our food. Yeah. I, what do you tell people? So uh, every time I see it, I'm like, man, it's just so beautiful. Like to eat something that gorgeous feels like I'm doing it a disservice. What do you, what wrong. Do you, what do you say to people that, that do that? Well, nine out of ten people say that. And we just tell them. Buy it, take a home, look at it for a while, and open the container. You don't have to eat it right away, but once they open the container, it's gone. <laughs> and then they come back and say, all right, you know, it's worth every bite. So Just tell them to eat it and come buy more. Oh, you know what? Some of the girls do say that, and they're back the next day. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool to have good-looking stuff, but we want our customers to come back, so it's got to taste good. Yeah, and it, it does. You but brought, it does. I'm licking caramels out of my teeth right now. You brought some some broken... Some broken caramel vials, and they are unbelievably good. Oh, thank you. That green apple was amazing. I like that finger one. I can't believe you didn't share. <laughs> Sorry. Did with me. I'd have taken your finger off if you'd have tried to get a bite. You know, when we talk about our chocolate, I, I have to say we have some puns with our chocolate, and, and that's our Harry Potter um, caramel potions line. So we always tell everyone it's a little magical. So you guys got to experience a little magic tonight. It was delicious magic. <laughs> it was. It was. I think I'm going to go into a diabetic coma soon. <laughs> well, uh, we better take that bag away then, just in case. I'm, I'm good. I have I have self-control now when it comes to sugar. <laughs> I, I don't. To. It's the hardest thing ever. Uh, so what, uh, what made you guys decide to start creating these types of things? 
that truffle cottage. That's the best. That's the best story we have. Um, we started in 2013. We kind of played around with uh, different flavors, and we were doing normal truffles, thinking, "Well, we'll do weddings." We we did a couple of events for um, some local companies, and then my little friend Blair Spence uh, called me and said, "Hey, I can get you a booth at Comic Con for a really good price. Do you want to do it?" And I said, "Sign me up." And she hung up the phone, and I got on my computer and Googled, what is a Comic-Con? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it started there. We had mostly Star Wars stuff. We had some superhero stuff, whatever we could find a mold on. And, and, and now it's just gone crazy. We do. We make our own molds. We have sculptures we buy all over the world to bring creative stuff to our fans. So you have your own sculptors now in-house? Um, well, they're, or yeah. they all contracted? Yeah. They actually sculpt stuff for us, and we're working on some pretty cool stuff for the next next four shows we're going to be at. you already have is so amazing. Your Death Star is so cool. That one <laughs> is like so awesome. I like the Harry Potter egg. I don't know why I'm obsessed with that thing. <laughs> I mean, you guys have everything from, from Star Wars to Harry Potter to anime stuff. I mean... Doctor Who. Don't yeah, forget Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> How could I leave out such a huge uh, group? You have Supernatural. I mean... If, <gasps> That's it, right. Walking Dead stuff. Yeah, walking. If you're, if you are a, if you are a geek of any fashion, if you like any kind of comic, sci-fi, anime, I mean, really, you're going to find something, you know, at Truffle Cottage that, that is appealing to you, uh, in terms of looks. And then obviously, if you like chocolate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even candy. if you don't like chocolate, surprising, we've had a lot of fans that, ah, I'm not really a chocolate fan. And, they walk home with the stormtroopers and come back and say, "Okay, I'm a, I'm a chocolate fan now. Give me another <laughs> one." So, uh, so well, you haven't always been a chocolatier, have you? No. What'd you do no. before that? Um, real estate agent. I was a real estate agent for probably 15 years, and then I don't know what happened. I thought mm, I might as well do something fun. So, <laughs> do you still do real estate on the side? You know, now that I have a few people in the kitchen, yes, I do. <laughs> Not that I have to, but if people call me, then I'll I'll take care well, of them. If you've been doing it for fifteen years, you have a you have a big built of of customer yeah. base at that point. It's yeah. kind of hard to turn away from real estate at that point because <laughs> that's the part that takes so long. That's so hard for most real estate agents is developing that base of customers. Yeah. Um. So you have a storefront. A brick and mortar? We actually don't have a storefront. We're 100% online. And then we travel the country doing comic conventions all over the place. That may change in the near future, but we're so busy right now. Um, we're breaking into a different market. So thinking about a storefront is almost overwhelming. So do you have a, a commercial kitchen that you guys are working <laughs> out do. of? Yeah. Uh, is it a space that you guys, you guys own or that you're leasing? It, it's, it's a space that we own. We built it and, and even that is going to change probably in the next six months or so. Cause we talked to, uh, Emily. Is there, is that her name? Yes. Uh, and she, so she rents a commercial kitchen. She leases time out of a commercial kitchen because her caramels and marshmallows have grown in popularity, I guess, over the last little while. Um, so how is it, you know, how is the website stuff compared to doing shows and traveling around? Oh, I, I think the website stuff is primarily there for people that don't get us at a show um, and for our local regular customers that have had our chocolate before. Um, conventions are a big, big deal for us. We do quite a lot of volume at conventions and the more we go to different conventions and, and people find us and we have our followers and the more people spend online. So what's the biggest convention you guys have done? Is, is it the Comic Con here or is there something bigger you guys have been to? 
It's kind of debatable. It depends on which convention owner you talk to. <laughs> Salt Lake Comic Con was a big one. Um, Seattle, we really loved the Emerald City Comic Con. Um, Reed Pop is great to work for. Um, we've done the Denver Comic Con, which, you know, is, I mean, it's not quite as big, but it sure feels as big as, as all the other ones we've been so to. So when you do the cons, do you, do you prepare everything beforehand and yeah, take it in do. boxes and cases and yeah. how, how is that? That's gotta yeah, be. Yeah. How do you travel yeah. with that and not destroy it all? Oh, that's a little bit of magic. <laughs> well, they ship it. I'm pretty sure they probably know how to pack it. I mean, yeah, we have to we have to pack it. I mean, we don't make our truffles until right before con, so we're doing a lot of um, solid chocolate preparation and and that kind of stuff, getting everything ready for just a couple weeks before the con, and then we're pumping out the truffles because we want them to be fresh. But you know, we travel, we wrap them up good. Um, we use you know protective wrap from from heat from the elements, and sometimes we have to use dry ice, throw in a little bit of ice, whatever. But we've traveled all over the country, and we get to the show, and I think the only hard part is people pick it up and they handle it in Denver when it's a 110 oh, degrees, it yeah. might melt. But in the show itself, it, it, we do great. We don't have a problem. You pick it up and hold on to the chocolate and <laughs> get it nice and warm. Just throw that in your mouth. Yeah. You want some gummy bears? They've been in my pocket all day. Yeah, that's what it was reminded me of too, Ferris Bueller. Well, you know, it is, it's, it's kind of a little bit of an advantage because you know if someone melts one in their pockets and they eat it, they got to come back and get another one to take home. Yeah, they didn't even get a good picture of it. Probably, <laughs> exactly. Get to Snapchat it or Twitter it or... Yeah. So I, I want to know... Um, you know, chocolate, Valentine's Day is always a huge deal for most chocolate makers. Um, is that something that, that you guys feel like you're going to get a, you know, are you getting a bunch of orders for Valentine's Day already? How does? Yeah, usually we get a lot of custom orders. We do a lot of chocolate-filled shoes, um, stuff chocolate like that. Chocolate-filled shoes? Yeah, we have some beautiful shoes. You haven't shoes seen her shoes? Yeah. No, I love shoes. I was just looking. I mean, I did see you have some Valentine's stuff like chocolate covered like portion shoes cookies. are my obsession. I think my favorite right off the top is the uh, handcuffs. <laughs> 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 the chocolate handcuffs. Those are I, actually I'm pretty excited. popular, especially because we know a, a, <gasps> that 50 Shades of Grey is, is coming out right for Valentine's Day. So oh, that yeah. just enhances the I idea of those chocolate. Shoes. Handcuffs. Only in Utah County. Now, how big are your chocolate <laughs> shoes? Are they like life-size shoes, like a size six? They're probably a size five and a half. They're <gasps> big <gasps> shoes. Crap, I can wear it! <laughs> I can totally wear a chocolate shoe! Uh, I don't advise it. <laughs> <laughs> My feet are pretty cold, though. It might, it might, it might do okay for a few minutes. <laughs> you might want to not put it in your mouth no. after that. So what, can it, what does that say for people with a foot fetish if you have a chocolate <laughs> 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 Uh, so, I mean, what else do you guys do other other than conventions and, and online? You probably don't have time to do anything else, I'm guessing. We actually do. We're breaking into the corporate market. So we're now um, working with different companies and providing uh, marketing tools for them, for their clients. Oh, fun. Um, we've done a few different like ones. Like awesome chocolate VW Beetles. <gasps> yes, no we did way. that. Fun. So do you have to get, do you have to pay licensing rights to these different groups to use like the Star Wars or the, you know, the Star Trek stuff? As of yet, we haven't. I think if we ever had to, we'd have to shut it down. Um, they're far more expensive than we may make on each particular item. I think it would be hard for them to enforce that in, because the, you're, you're buying molds 
that are available on the open market that are licensed. Yeah, yes, and chocolate, from what I understand, and we've been at it for a while, um, a lot of people have those molds, but uh, that's not part of their cease and desist policy, or that hasn't been up to this point. Food is not something it's that way with cake makers, too. There's a lot of talk about that as well. Yeah, there's, yeah. they've just never enforced anything. Um, we did have BBC call us um, one time and order 30 sonic screwdrivers. Oh, that's, that's fun. So awesome. <laughs> um, See, that's when you know that you're, you're doing a good job. So. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of fun with celebrities and we've had a couple of, you know, opportunities that, that may present themselves. We met TJ Thine from um, Bones. He's the, he's the king of the lab. Guy. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters on that show. We met him and he, he then came down and found us um, at our booth in Dallas and asked us if we did custom work. So there's a possibility we'll be doing some fun stuff for him. That would be cool. Uh, we met, uh, we've met a few people. We've met a few people. So who? You can talk about those people. Yeah. <laughs> even if she might not be allowed to, they might have said, "Don't talk about me." Even if they're terrible people, well, like they're going to listen to our show. You don't know. Okay, so one person we talked to in L.A. in October was Hot Topic. Actually, met the owner, and she's she's pretty excited about doing something. So we'll that see where awesome. that goes. I could totally yeah, see them cool. selling your stuff. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be awesome. Plus, we could make custom whatever they wanted. Yeah. I mean. I guess the big question is, what can't we make? Nothing. It's true. The world is it's your true. oyster. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Sundance is coming up. Um, I mean, have you been asked to do anything special for any of the Sundance <gasps> That would stuff? be so that cool. That would be really fun. We haven't. We're, we're so busy trying to prepare for other things, and, and that would be a fun one to get into, but we just haven't met the right people. So. What, what about, uh, have you guys ever been down to, you know, San Diego Comic Con, the mothership? Mm-mm. The mothership. <laughs> no, the mothership. you know, we tried to get into WonderCon, and WonderCon is owned by San Diego Comic Con, and there is absolutely no food allowed. So, um, and that's something that you guys have to deal with a lot at yeah. a lot of conventions. Uh, convention that's a convention food. center thing a lot of times. Too. Yeah. I mean, the issue is, are we a competition with other food vendors? Um, you know, we charge $12 a box for all those nachos. Yeah, Probably yeah. I feel like I feel like if you want nachos for lunch, you're not going to not I gotta have be nachos because you bought some caramels. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be like, mm, do I get a truffle or chili verde garbage? It's <laughs> <laughs> just not here. Here, you know, we're not promoting people to eat at our booth, but uh, honestly, we have we have we have customers that spend hundreds of dollars at our booth every convention. They come back and have to try the new convention chocolate that we have because we bring new every time. And they're not afraid to pop it open and, and put it in their mouth and buy another one at the convention center. But um, theoretically, we don't compete with other food vendors. Did you have people try and find different? Because last Comic-Con, you guys had all the Pokeballs. Yeah. Did you have people that were like buying Pokeballs just to see which Pokemon they were getting? No, Actually, I don't know if we had a lot in Salt Lake, but in Denver, we had people that were buying two and three balls to take them home with them. And that's another thing that we're doing is we're adding some of the some new Pokemon to the Pokeball. So those are cute. Do they have cool. actually little Pokemon? Yeah, they have yeah, chocolate they do. Pokemon. Did you go to her booth? Well, yes, I saw the booth, but I didn't <laughs> we play with her balls. <laughs> I don't think she has balls. She has Pokeballs. Oh, no, there were Pokeballs there. But <laughs> no, we stopped it off. At, we stopped up at the booth and we were talking to her and she was like, oh, yeah, Jess has already talked about it. Talk to me. We're going to come on your show. Gonna, yeah. That's awesome. It, 
I think it's pretty cool when we can actually put a little piece of chocolate inside of something. That is always a win. People are fascinated with that. They I think have that's a, why I'm obsessed with that that egg. Did, did you see our dragon egg? I, mean, I did. We have a dragon egg that we have literally scaled on the outside. <sighs> You have your, you have an opportunity to hatch your own baby dragon egg. I mean, come on. And inside is the dragon truffle. So you get the baby dragon inside with other chocolate. That's so cool. I just think it's so neat because my daughter is obsessed with like half of the things on, on there, but she doesn't like chocolate. So I'm like, well, I'll buy it for you and you can look at it for a minute, take some pictures with, with it and then I'll eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is really cool. That's really cool. It looks like there's Aww, little little beads inside of it. So yeah. cute. Yeah. He's just a little baby bead. Now I got to ask you, do you guys make your own chocolate? Um, we do not do bean to bar at all. We use Swiss chocolate. That's our preferred chocolate. And so far, we don't have any complaints. So yeah, that's, all, that's all it takes. That was good. There's, I, don't know, I don't know that many chocolate places that actually do use their own chocolate. It, it would be far too expensive for us to... To make our own chocolate and then to create amazing things and try and sell it at current market value when you're going from bean to bar. So we focus on good quality chocolate um, that we can use so that we can do magic with it. Do you get your chocolates locally or do you order them? We get them locally. locally. Oh, see, that's awesome. Yeah. Local businesses supporting local businesses. Yeah, exactly. Nothing bad. Farms are hurt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Jess's favorite thing to do is go to farmers markets and local farmer local market things and just buy local stuff farmer things. Well, I don't because some of them, they're not really farmers markets. Like some of the events that were going on around Christmas, where they had a whole bunch of local artists, crafts, craft little books, craft fairs and stuff. Stuff. I just like to support local. Yeah, you do a good I'm job. I'm just lazy. What <laughs> if it doesn't come to me? Then I just. Yeah, like, like it's it's handy at Comic Con because it's just it's right there in front of me. <laughs> but you know, I just I'm too I'm not as adventurous as Jess. Like, I'm just lazy. I'm a lazy person. <laughs> it's just easy to go to the store. So it's nice to have you at Comic Con because then it's right in front of me. Yeah, I have to have it right in front of me. So, what sorts of things do you have upcoming? Events. Yeah, we are at Emerald City the first of March. Then we come back and we've got Fanex um, two weeks after that. Then we're out to Dallas Comic Con two weeks after that. And then we're in, um, we're at the Silicon Valley Comic Con. They called us and invited us to that one. They were sold out. And I'm like, okay. That's, that's awesome. very cool. Absolutely. Where do they hold that one? That's in San Jose. Okay. So, and I guess the owners are from Utah. So that's kind of interesting little fact. Uh, we're excited. We're excited. We've got some pretty big stuff coming up that that will be new. We're we're planning on making a really cool chocolate um, suitcase <laughs> with nice. nibbler oh, claws cool. that will be kind of poking out, and then you get to see what's inside. So oh, that'll be fun. fun. So, of all the chocolates you make, do you personally have a favorite? Um, I'm probably more of a caramel girl, so I'm I'm happy with the salted caramels. Sorry. Salted caramels are always a win. Yeah, I love salted caramel. I'm a sweet caramel. I waited till the last day, and then I sent her a message, and I was like, "I need more of those, please." <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a big local following like that, like Jess, who's just a fiend? Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. 
we have our we have our customers that like to shop online and get chocolates regularly, and then we have our Comic Con fans that literally come back two and three times um, all weekend. So they'll come back every day. I think um, you, you get tired of looking at what's out there because it's all the same stuff, and then you come back to where you have fun. We were quite an entertaining booth. It's a fun booth. We, it's a pretty booth too. Like the booth is just fun. Well, and it's so it's it's simple in a lot of ways because it's not you know you go to some of those booths and there's like racks of and cages of. All the handmade jewelry that is definitely <laughs> not handmade. Oriental Trading Company had a hand in it, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> the handmade jewelry looks the same as the guy's jewelry three booths yeah. over. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but so it's it's, nice. it's always nice and refreshing to see stuff that really truly is handmade. It's a, clean, it's a nice clean look. Like yeah. It's it's a very approachable booth. And when you see stuff like the the Harry Potter vials and and. Uh, you know, meticulous care that's taken and, and the way they're painted, it's, it's really just amazing stuff. You have all these cons coming up. Is there anyone that you're really just hope to get chocolates to that you haven't yet? Um, well, Silicon Valley was a big one that we wanted to go to and, and they had sold out. So we didn't think we'd make that one, but we're excited to go to that one. We love to break into Canada. We'll oh, see. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. We have a lot of, uh, um, clients that come down to Seattle or come down to Denver and say, come to Canada. So that would be fun. I mean, we're, we're in 13, we think we're in 13 shows this year. So one wow, one. that's crazy. We're branching out that way, that, and, and then, you know, we're working with some bigger companies. We, we have a contract with the university of Utah. So we do some marketing for them with awesome. their university of Utah U and their law underneath it. Cause it's a law department. We have um, VLCM is another company we're doing some stuff for. So, that part of the business is taking off. That'll keep us busy. So do you typically sell out at the cons or do you end up bringing stuff home? Seattle is an always a sellout. It's always a sellout. Usually mid, midday, third day, and for the last day we get to goof off because we have nothing left. But, uh, you know, we learn. We'll bring, bring more you know, 10,000 more boxes <laughs> and see if we don't sell out. So. That's so much chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a lot of chocolate. Uh, so, one last question, I think. Do you guys have anything else? Did we get everything? I just keep looking at the caramels, and I keep thinking I shouldn't eat them while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> not. Uh, so, one last question. You live in Utah. Have you been here your whole life? Yes, I have. So, um, if there was something that you could tell someone they had to do, be- if they were visiting Utah, that they had to do before they left, what would it be? So, I would say if they're campers which I'm kind of a camper sometimes. Um, I go to Moon Lake. It's a great little camping area. Um, you're kind of out away from everyone. You don't have your phone service. You can shut it all down and, and actually camp in a cabin. Where, so I, I, where that's is, my kind of camping. Yeah. Where is Moon Lake? I don't know that I've ever been up there. Well, you weren't supposed to ask her. I think I close my eyes every time I go there. I, I never drive myself, so I can't even tell you. Were you not Stop in, you in a somewhere. Part of the conversation? I specifically told her she wouldn't have to tell you where it was, and then you asked her. I said, don't ask me because I don't you know. You made me a huge there. liar. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to have to look it up because I'm a huge outdoorsy person. I like going camping. I don't do it very often. Yeah, I was just going to say, the entire time we have been together, we have never camped. 
Because she doesn't like to camp. No, I don't mind camping. <laughs> camping. I just have to have a toilet. Yeah. Cabin camping is the way to go. Yeah, so cabins. I was like, ooh, cabin. <laughs> we not, went to a cabin once. Not camping. We went to a cabin once. This is like nicer than nicer everyone's than house. house. <laughs> Every one yeah. of the houses that I've seen of all of our friends, it's like nicer than all of them. But to be fair, it was in the middle of nowhere outside of Delta. It was. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? No. That movie's so awesome. That <laughs> might change your mind about kids. It wasn't in the woods. It was out on a plane. <laughs> that movie is quite possibly one of my favorite movies of all time. That's a good honestly. movie. Honestly. I love horror movies, but I don't actually watch them. I watch them like this. <laughs> do you guys do any horror stuff? We do, actually. <gasps> you should do the characters from Miss Peregrine. That would be awesome. <gasps> you should do something from Lemony Snickets. <laughs> I know. You know what? My husband was saying that too. You should do that. Have you, have you watched it? It, it was yeah. Awesome, so and there's so much fun stuff. Yeah, yeah there's a really lot is. we could do on that show. So that was really a is. fun show, and it's NPH, so you know it's immediately going to be a hit. Yeah, that's not true. His TV show failed. No, but he sings in this one, so he did in that one too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, we liked it. He doesn't look <laughs> like NPH. Yeah, Doogie though. Howser MD was good when it was on. You were what two? Was older than two. You <laughs> Aw, baby, Chris. I don't even watch that. In, re- in fact, I don't think anyone does reruns of that show. It no, wasn't very good. I liked Do- Doogie Howser. It really wasn't good. <laughs> so before we let you go, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what you guys are doing through the end of January with your Star Wars chocolates? Yes. So um, it's kind of a fun story. Uh, first of all, we're doing a fundraiser. Um, uh, for, you know, mental illness, um, in tribute to Carrie Fisher. We had a fun little story that we, we share with that. Um, we were in Portland, Oregon doing a show out there, Rose City Comic Con a couple of years ago. And they, they did trade with us. So we brought a lot of Star Wars chocolate for them to put in the celebrity rooms in trade for our little table at that show. And, you know, we got to talk to some of the celebrities who said, oh my gosh, you were the one that put the chocolates in there. They're great. We never had a chance to get to Carrie Fisher. And we didn't know who got what. You know, we, it was a big toss up. But day two, end of the day, con's over. We're getting ready to clean up. And here comes Carrie Fisher with her little dog and walks right by our table and stops and says, I will take all the Han Solo's frozen in carbonate. She bought the table. Of Han Solo's frozen oh, cho- wow. chocolate. Yeah, awesome. frozen carbonate. Yeah, it was really cool. So, <laughs> you know, she kept walking with her dog and her handlers are like at the table, just getting the money out. We're gathering it all up. But cool little fun fact about Carrie Fisher. She, we're pretty convinced she had that in her room and, and enjoyed it. So, so we thought, you know, when, with the, at the passing of Carrie Fisher, we were super excited to see her at Emerald City, which is where she was going to be in March. And, and then to find out that, you know, she'd had that. She'd passed away. We thought, what a what a great thing to do to give to that, um, to give to that uh, foundation. That's really awesome. It that's, is really awesome. So you awesome. get yummy treats and you get to help people. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's fun. There's nothing wrong with um, encouraging people to understand a little bit more about mental illness. Yeah, we've talked about that a little bit. We've yeah. had some people that have talked about it, and it's an important subject. We. Sometimes at the end of shows, do little suicide hotline call-outs just because it's a sad time of year. Yeah. It's kind of depressing out there right now. It's January. It is. January's <laughs> always a rough year. Got this, a rough year? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so rough. Like I said, the whole month feels yeah, like it's an rough. entire year. It's rough. This week will feel like it. Friday. Friday will be an interesting interesting day. See, we're we're pretty protected from that, though, at the Truffle Cottage because we've got all that chocolate. Yeah, yeah I know. feel a little sad. Chocolate just have makes you feel better. Yeah. I would be so fat. You would get ha- I would just have to have a bed at the Truffle Cottage cottage kitchen because i wouldn't be able to fit through any doors anymore. what book was it i read when i was a kid it's a children it's not a children's book but it's a kid's book uh about a kid who doesn't like chocolate or it, was he, it about my kid or maybe he likes chocolate so much and he got some chocolate disease where he started getting chocolate pox or something and he ends up having to eat white chocolate which is not really. I don't remember what it was, but the book is. <laughs> I know. Um, I someone almost, let us know. I almost had to. I almost Probably had to Harriet. disown my child because of her dislike for chocolate. Because chocolate is one of my. I always say I could eat almost anything if you covered it in chocolate. Yeah. It's like my favorite. They did eat chocolate covered crickets. At they Christmas. did at a dare, but they were like these weird old packaged ones. Yeah, like, like they were like probably like five-year-old novelty chocolate-covered crickets. Yeah. It doesn't even sound good. I, you know, I think that that's why we do white chocolate, because we have a lot of people that don't like chocolate. So, I mean, you, we want to appeal to everybody. So My kids our, just aren't sweet eaters. That's what I'm saying. I'll buy them the stuff, and they can look at it, and they can do their little Snapchats, and then I'll just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's always the best way. <laughs> I wish my kids felt that way. Well, Jenny, we really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. And uh, if people want to find you, what's the best way? Um, they can go to our website, trufflecottage.com. We're on Twitter, Truffle Cottage, um, Facebook, The Truffle Cottage, Instagram, The Truffle Cottage. We're, just type in The Truffle Cottage and you'll find us. And your next local show here in Utah is Fanex? Fanex, yeah. Okay, so you can go to Fanex. Uh, if you want to look That's right, online, that ticket price alone is yeah. If you want to look online so and see what kind of stuff they have, and then go get it at Fanex or order it ahead of time. Valentine's Day is coming up, Valentine's which is before Fanex. Yes, dear. Valentine's They've got some Day really cool stuff. I'm, can you make the shoe in a size six? <laughs> you know, I, do I need to put a little small shoe to go with it so you can share? Is that <laughs> no? Because she'll actually try to put the shoe. No, on. No, I would thing. not try to put a chocolate shoe on. But Valentine's Day is coming up. I I, I would encourage people to go support some local uh, Utah folks and order yeah, some. If you're going to buy uh, chocolates anyway, buy some fun ones. Well, yeah. take advantage of the Star Wars fundraiser that mm-hmm. we're doing through January. Um, yeah. We want to be able to contribute as much as we can to that company buy some fun chocolates and then your wife can't be like well you're just gonna make me fat because you're not gonna buy you know a box of 40 chocolate covered cheap russell stover's bullcrap you're going to buy a few really cool looking delicious chocolates from these guys locally and then make sure you brag about it Mm -hmm. yeah take pictures show it to all your friends put it on your facebook i know anyone over 30 you still use facebook primarily so <laughs> or snapchat it no. which yeah, that's is under 20 yeah, under you can, 20 you can do the snapchat People under 20 might be listening you don't know <laughs> uh, have my doubts <laughs> okay if we listen to it in the car our kids would be listening they're under 20 all right well thanks jenny it's been a pleasure hey, talking thank to you. thank you thank you thank you all right. Well, uh, now that I'm thinking about breakfast and it is really late, uh, some bacon. Bye. I think it's time to bid everyone adieu. Adieu to you. And, uh, and you, and you, and you. I listened to that song today. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we will, uh, talk to you folks next week. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else. I'll we have good guests. Don't worry, baby. It's good to know. 
We are the New Utah Podcast, and you can find us at... Oh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at TNU Podcast, uh, Facebook, the New Utah Podcast. Please share our posts, like them, but mostly share them. Uh, and uh, you can find us at the New Utah Podcast, the New Utah.wordpress.com. Yay. Uh, eventually, I'll get on moving that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks again to our guest. Uh, Jenny Hells. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jenny Hells, the Truffle Cottage. Go to the Truffle Cottage's website. Look at their stuff. Place an order for Valentine's Day, folks. Once and if you the don't, stop at Comic-Con and look and buy and just go back and buy again because when you ate it and you were so excited, you have to take your pictures. Or, 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 or